Hello, and welcome back to Faulty Logic, where we discuss current events, politics, and whatever the hell else we want to. We're your hosts, Pat, Max, and Mary, and we get together for a chat to share with you every Wednesday around noonish, um, except for last Wednesday, where we took a, I think, much needed break, but. <laughs> yeah. Okay, last week. <laughs> Um, we got the election called. Yes. Um, and it was called in favor of Joe Biden and Kamala Harris, which means they are our next president and vice president elects. And um, yeah, I mean, I know we definitely talked about how they aren't necessarily like they wouldn't be our first choices if we had choices, but <laughs> um all things considered, this is good. It's better yeah. for us. Um, so yeah, this week we really wanted to kind of sit down and talk a little bit about their acceptance speeches and what we hope to hold them accountable for for the next, well, for the next four years, beginning in January of 2021. Um so yeah, let's let's talk about their their acceptance speeches, um, because <laughs> quite honestly, after the last four years, I think it was a shock to all of us to hear people speak in the way that they did um, with regards to our country and leading it. Yeah. Um, so like, you know, while we have talked pretty openly about how we do not like. Or, yeah, like is the right word. Um, Biden and Harris, like, I feel like especially after Super Tuesday, there was a lot of like, I don't know, worry and like, how was the things gonna fall? And um, I don't know, I just felt like I, I kind of like grew to appreciate them slightly more because it was like, oh my gosh, the comparison between um, Trump, especially when hearing their acceptance speeches um, and the fact that Biden just like flat out said systemic racism. I was like, sir, oh. sir, what? <laughs> Can you say that again? Like five I times, please. You believe it's real? It's not just some imaginary thing in our heads? <laughs> right. Uh, so I think it was for, for me, like listening to those speeches, it was the first time in a long time I felt like maybe hope or like even a little bit of a American pride. I was like, we did the thing. Our votes actually like mattered. Um Because I think there's a lot of this belief or this feeling, either we've been told it or we've kind of come to feel it that like our votes are like nothing um so it was nice to feel like hey we did it we did the thing so yeah I mean especially in Georgia like that completely shook me to my core um the way Georgia turned blue and like swept (laughs) (laughs) swept the electoral college toward him and like Obviously, living in Texas, it's a, it's a bit different of a feeling because, like, you know, no matter how we vote, Texas is going to be red. And yeah, it's got some things to contend with. I think, like, maybe the major cities or the more major cities are a little 
less red, but well, all of the major cities did vote blue, so that's like, all of them um, did. yeah, Dallas. I don't know about Fort Worth, but Dallas, Austin, San Antonio, Houston, El Paso were all blue. Nice. Yeah, so. those are the only cities that matter. That's <laughs> <laughs> uh, great. Um, but yeah, I think honestly, because the the mention of racism of systemic racism racism in particular was like a huge concern of mine especially after everything that happened in 2020 um and everything that's happened since 2016 yeah so it was it was a really um I want to say reassuring but I don't think I'm quite there yet but it was really nice to hear it be um commented on and they've they've commented on it like here and there throughout their campaign and throughout the debates but it really felt like it was like a solid this is something that I really want to work on while I'm president and the the idea of unity that well that both of them mentioned was like (laughs) on the one hand it kind of felt a little um hopeful a little naive but like on the other hand as a president or as a president-elect as a soon-to-be president saying I want to be a president for all of the people and not just the people that voted for me is (laughs) it's really refreshing it's it's really nice um because again like I don't know if you guys watched the uh debate between Joe Biden and Trump but especially like I didn't really tune in until like the last five minutes because I was debating whether or not I could handle it Um, but one of the questions was are you or like what is something that you would say to the people that didn't vote for you if you win this this election and you know Trump went on about like all the things that that um, Joe Biden wouldn't have done for them and all the things that that Trump could have mm-hmm. done for them if you know like it just like really stupid shit and then Joe was like I hope to be your president even though you didn't vote for me I want to make sure that we are all taken care of and I was like wow yeah beautiful <laughs> I think it's just we have seen like how divided we can be and like especially during this election cycle like I know there is a lot of worry and a lot of fear um so I think like you said it's not quite reassurance we're not to that point where it's like things are just going to be peachy and rosy because I mean there is still a significant amount of people that did not vote for Biden um you know and um but I think just that like message of unity was like slightly hopeful like hey like this something you know the mention of diversity the mention of systemic racism you know is kind of like that's what I would hope for America to be definitely I think a lot of people that kind of felt like crushed under the weight of the last administration whether it was um the LGBT community that was just, you know, feeling 
like their rights were being infringed upon or like they would inevitably be infringed upon if given the opportunity or when given the opportunity. Um, and, you know, of course, people of color who also felt like the current or yeah, the current administration just didn't really give a fuck about them or their problems now kind of can look to this, can look to these um, these people that we've elected and say, yeah, somebody hears me, somebody is acknowledging my pain, somebody is saying I want to do something about it and <laughs> thanking, thanking me for bringing them to where they are. And I don't know, it's just, again, it's so different. It's so vastly different, but it's also, it's it's reassuring of the wants for the nation, like of the wants for leadership in the nation. And, you know, that's, that's when you start to think that maybe something can be done about it. And so, yeah, all of these downtrodden groups, I think, might have felt at the very least seen and that means something yeah definitely it's it's a huge turn from what we've had over the last four years um with regard to just respect in general on all sides so it was uh it was yeah it was it was definitely reassuring like hearing their speeches i actually felt hope which what it what is that um yeah yeah i I got i got misty-eyed for sure through all that i don't know like if this kind of like captures how you guys felt at all but i think it was one of those moments where this might be weird to say but i was like i'm proud that i'm a part of this moment in history like I voted, I got to put these people and I get to see, you know, the first female vice president elect, although she is an elect, but she's going to, I mean, even with all these recounts and the lawsuits and all of that stuff that's going on, we know she's going to take office in January. Um, and so like, I get to see her in office as a, you know, female who, a female person of color, a female, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. you know, just I'm I'm ready. Right, to like. <laughs> but that fly, though. <laughs> he looked a hot mess. He looked a hot mess during um, that debate. Okay. The fly stole the show. Honestly, it was pretty great. I feel like that was the start of the Trump campaign, like going so far downhill, like to the point where it became, I mean, to be fair, the Trump campaign looked trashy from the very beginning and yet somehow they managed to get the presidency and do what they've been doing for the last four years. But like, (laughs) it has been a a shit show for the lack (laughs) of a better word for the last couple months now. Mike Pence looking as much of a hot mess as he did during the debate. We had them 
renting out the Four Seasons landscaping <laughs> for, for a press conference. Oh my like, goodness. That was ridiculous. And we've had like, what, two or three outbreaks now of coronavirus in the White House. Mm-hmm. And each one has hit, has hit closer and closer to home. For, for 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 you know closer and closer to the president well the president got affected shit yeah but they're having like another yeah, like, oh, I yeah. Think, right now yeah. so <laughs> it's just yeah like how does it run how are we functioning they don't seem to have anybody that is capable <laughs> you know it's like <laughs> and think about it like those people were running a country bro what (laughs) but yeah so needless to say the comparison is non-existent really I mean two different universes but yeah it's just uh and and I want to encourage anybody, um, I don't know if you guys have seen this yet or have followed it, but there is a transition Instagram. Um, so it kind of shows what is going on in between what Biden and Harris are doing to like prepare themselves. And so um, it's called Transition 46 and you can follow it um, to kind of like just keep up to date with what is going on um, in their transition, what they're doing to prepare. So like they posted a picture the other day about um, them meeting with their newly formed COVID advisory board and um, just kind of like that stuff so that you can be there, I guess, and knowledgeable about what's going on. (laughs) Like, and that's one thing I'm super excited about as well. And I mean, I'm excited about it, but I'm also just like, what, like, why, why did it take this long to have a task force dedicated to treating COVID and helping the economy and, you know, like meeting with professionals and scientists who can help with this and, and, actively doing something about it and we've got a president elect who isn't going to be in office until next year and he's saying all right i'm gonna get us ready now we're gonna get prepped now and you know be ready to make all of these changes when the time comes like first day joe biden is going to be extremely busy and yeah for sure (laughs) ready for it honestly like it's it's been way too long that we've had someone that's you know that's that's been willing to step up to the plate and and take con- try to take control of of things before uh you know before they hit the fan you know, obviously with corona shit's already hit the fan in this country several times um but we at least have someone that's willing to you know do some actual damage control with all of this But imagine if people didn't give Trump the presidency in the first place, like we would have still had pandemic resources. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, 
it's just so funny to me. I feel like Trump is like one of those really irresponsible children who decide that they're going to, I don't know, (laughs) get rid of a book that they feel like they don't need for a test or like for for school or something, right? And then they're like, we're never going to test on this. We're never going to need this in the future. And then (laughs) the universe is like surprised (laughs) it. Got something for you. You should have studied, bro. (laughs) (laughs) Like, and I feel like, too, it's like the, um, like, when you had the syllabus and you knew that that test was, or that book was going to be needed for the test, but he was like, ah, this looks like a boring book and just kind of threw it out, like. (laughs) I mean, that's literally what happened. (laughs) Basically, right? Uh, And you know, when we talk about for, or other countries considering America to be a joke, like, you you realize, I don't know if, if any of you guys have read the, um, the articles that other countries have written about us, but basically, they write about us like, oh, wow, they see themselves as, like, so hot, you know, great country, right? But they basically function right now like a third world country and it's ridiculous and (laughs) systemic racism we've got oppression of all kinds we've got no proper health care for the people and on top of that could not even function enough to properly react to a pandemic yeah (laughs) (laughs) like I don't know. I feel like our priorities have been fucked up for so long. And now hopefully it'll be on a track where we can say, all right, we're going to focus on our country and the people within it. And, you know, how we affect the outward world, not necessarily in a... um, like volatile volatile warmongering type of way but like in a <laughs> climate change kind of way and a reasonable relationships with other countries kind of way you know i feel like i hope that i'm right with this presidency yeah we are humanistic enough to care yeah about the things that matter. Mm-hmm. Yeah, let's let's talk a little bit more about that. Like, what do you guys want to see now that we've voted Trump out of office? Because that was our big, our big hang up. <laughs> now that he's gone, now that we've got two people who say that they want to work on a lot of the issues that we've had with the country, um, what do you guys hope to see, and what do you guys? think that we should do or think that should think should be our next steps from here so i just want to like put it out there like the candidates that we had that we have elected now biden obviously and harris um are two more conservative type um like people so while they are liberal leaning they're more conservative i guess 
um, overall. So a lot of the yeah. things that I think we've been like really big proponents for are still not going to happen, but I think we can make steps in the right direction um, towards those things. So. Yeah. I, I agree with that as well. Like, I wonder if and how um, education can be had, I guess. Well, this is the really shitty part for me because I want to say that we should help Americans get educated. But if you've seen a lot of the people that voted against even a slightly yeah. left conservative, <laughs> if we want to call him that a lot of these people are against formal education they're against public education they almost it seems like take pride in not being educated because people who are educated are more likely to lean left so shocker while Mm. i want to (laughs) say so you know while i want to say that this would be good, like a good plan. I'm also not so sure that it's possible that it's even feasible in this country because so many people just talk down against getting educated, against going to college and and learning more about anything outside of themselves. Like... (laughs) But that's something that I'd really want to see is people learning more about what these yeah what these policies like what um, actual left leaning policies can do for them and for the nation as a whole and how maybe you know. <laughs> maybe we could try it and it'd be better than what we've been dealing with so far. Maybe. I don't know. Yeah. Just... Um, but you know, that's, that's on a basic, like on a foundational level, because at the end of the day, if the majority of the people aren't, aren't on board, then a lot of the changes we want to see probably won't mm-hmm. ever be seen here. <laughs> Yeah. But flip side of that, with what we have, I think, you know, at least in our circles, we have a lot of people pushing for our politicians being held accountable, um, which means being more active in our communities and, you know, kind of actually watching the people that we elect into office and making sure that they keep their promises and um, do what we elected them to do, basically. And that's one thing that I really want to see with um, Joe Biden and Kamala Harris, because, you know, Kamala has a history of policing and um, incarceration. So, I kind of, like, (laughs) I really want to see something come out of this that isn't, that doesn't Mm -hmm. follow those lines. And from what I've seen, you know, she's, she's kind of 
vaguely repented on on what's going on what's happened and is moving in a new direction but I think that's something that we need to keep an eye on as well like what we don't want is for America to be incarcerating yeah. even more people when <laughs> our rate of incarceration is already like leagues beyond yeah <laughs> so <laughs> um you know it's things like that like you you look at the track records and we've got we've got good and bad things and questionable things for sure um so it's really just kind of doing what we can to push people to be responsive to what's better for our communities for for the regular people Mm -hmm. with regular money and regular lives (laughs) but yeah I I'm looking forward to personally um wealthy 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 extremely wealthy people paying what they owe in taxes if that will happen that will be great right yeah I'd be okay with that I could live with that the things we want guys the things we want it's really unreasonable honestly (laughs) yeah yeah for the so-called self-made man to not only pay $500 in taxes (laughs) when they apparently make millions and millions and millions, you know? It's the little things. The little things that we want, you know. We shouldn't even be having to say that we want should be happening, but it's fine. Oh yeah, honestly, like <laughs> I'm I'm proud of America for taking this step. I really am, but That's I still love the country. <laughs> yeah, I've <laughs> still been entertaining the idea every now and then. I I want to watch this this progression of America from outside of America. I don't think I don't <laughs> think it's fun to watch the progression of America while you're still in it. I want to watch from the outside and be like, oh, wow, you go, Americans. Or, oh, that probably wasn't the best idea. Good luck with that, though. <laughs> yeah, we yeah, can't exactly. have that same mentality while we're still, you know, living it. Yeah. Yeah, because then it's like, Damn it, people! Really? Yep. We gotta go through this again. <laughs> like, uh, you know, I'm happy that we that the climate, I guess, is. Uh, I don't know. I, I'm happy that the leadership, the climate of the leadership, is a little different. But at the end of the day, like Mary said earlier, we've still got those almost half of the population that voted for Trump to keep Trump in office and Mm -hmm. as is often mentioned when when Trump is brought up this is not a problem that Trump created as far as um, 
racism and homophobia and not giving a fuck about human lives, especially the poor. Um, this is not a problem that Trump created, but rather Trump is... He's amplifying a... these, these issues. No, but not even that. He's he's a result, you know? He's He is a cause. <laughs> no, he's an effect <laughs> of the racism mm-hmm. living in the country, you know what I mean? Of he's He's an effect of all of these people's mindsets toward... Well, first of all, themselves, but <laughs> towards people of color, towards, you know, marginalized communities in general, and towards helping helping themselves and helping each other, um, I don't know, make sure we're all taken care of, because that's socialism and socialism is so Oh my bad. god, not socialism, guys. We don't talk about that S word around here. It's the worst. Yeah. So, you know, at the end of the day, that's too much, too much a percentage of the population that voted for this man, that wanted to keep him in, that felt like his policies and the way he spoke and the things he encouraged were okay, or at the very least, not a deal breaker. (laughs) They were dismissible at the end of the day. And that I think is like, I don't know, those people ain't shit. I'm sorry. (laughs) So, (laughs) and I know like when we talk about division, that's exactly what we mean. Right. But, when you're talking about a population of people who don't take these things into consideration enough to not vote for the man, it's just kind of like, I don't, I don't really want anything to do with you. Like, I don't want to associate with you in any way, shape or form. And so brings me back to when Joe was talking about um, you know, uniting the country and uniting red and blue, it's just kind of like, okay, well, I mean, sure, not not all red-leading people or right-leading people are bad, per se. Um, I mean, Republicanism has some fundamental issues that I can't get down with, but I, I don't see myself sitting down with a Trump supporter anytime soon and being like, yeah, we can be friends. (laughs) Yeah, it doesn't matter what your political views are. We can be best buds. It's okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I... I can't. I can't. And I, I, I I have at least one friend that I know of that is, you know... A, a, a Republican, and it, it's it's weird. It's weird. Like, uh, he's a good guy. It's just he he, he doesn't support anything that. Uh, Anything that in that involves my race, 
my sec my my sexual orientation. I don't know. Wait, I'm sorry. Repeat that. He, what about your race and your sexual oh, orientation? Because he's a Republican. He, he you mm-hmm. know, he by by default, I guess, in voting for Trump, he doesn't, you know, outright support these things. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Which, you know, is is weird because, like, like I uh, like I said, he. <sighs> Do you consider him to be a friend? But I still, I, I, I have to keep my distance with that. So it's complicated. We've, I have brought up politics with him like once, and and it wasn't just with me. It was with you know some mutual friends of ours as well, and. Uh, we were all trying to get him to see some sort of reason or logic in, you know, what his beliefs were, but not entirely. We got not entirely sure we got through. Yeah. I was reading a little bit, like not a lot at all, but a little bit on um, the method of the Southern strategy which basically happened around the civil rights era and was meant to help get um, white voters, white Southern voters on the Republican side by pushing Mm. racist agendas, basically. Um, Mm. And, you know, like people bring up how, or people bring up the Dixiecrats and like how, Democrats have such a racist history and it's like well yeah obviously both parties have a pretty fucking racist (laughs) history Um, but um, I don't want to say most recently because you know even though the war on drugs was brought up in a Republican party it continued on heavily in a democratic party as well and you know like (laughs) again brings us back to the point of neither party really being good for for well for racism but um specifically because like we live in the south i think it's a lot more likely for after we've had this that southern strategy at play you know for for white people in the south in areas like texas and georgia and you know louisiana all these places to be republican whether they see it or not and um i mean you've got to acknowledge at the very least the racist aspects of that but then we take into consideration as well. Crying kitty. Yeah, Patchy is having a moment. <laughs> um, but we take into consideration as well that like 
I mean, when I think conservative personally, I do think like religion and, you know, Puritan society type things. And I think that's at the root of a lot of conservative people. And fundamentally, Puritan society does not really support the, um, does not support gay marriage or people being trans. Um, I'm laughing because it seems like such a ridiculous concept, you know, like people being people, we don't support it. Sorry. No. People being trans. No. Like, (laughs) but that's how it felt, you know, coming out of my mouth, people being trans, we don't support it. Um, Yeah. But yeah. And again, also there is a very racist background as a lot of republicanism and republican ideals are rooted in religion and yeah like basically we aren't going to get a lot of support for (sighs) again i'm laughing because it's it's just so ridiculous (laughs) <laughs> um, but we aren't going to get a lot of support for human rights if you do if you don't fit that kind of perfect Christian mold, um, which has been, I mean, so intensely twisted to basically only support white straight men mostly, um, yeah. and then secondly white straight women. But yeah, and. Again, when I was laughing, it's partially just because, like, I don't know, you think about Christianity and how it's supposed to be, like, love and acceptance. Yeah. So, (laughs) like, so as, as ridiculous as it seems, and then also the fact that the founding of the country was supposed to have a separation of religion from politics... And yet here we are to this day, <laughs> you know, it's, it's all really, really, really ridiculous. But my point was that fundamentally, I think Republicanism just really doesn't care, you know, like doesn't care about you, doesn't care about me, doesn't care about... And again, how, like, I don't want to tell you to cut your friend off, but just, I don't think this division is really going to be solved like that. You know, like, I just don't. Yeah. Yeah. I don't see it happening. I agree. At the end of the day, I don't think I could ever call anybody. And I don't consider myself to be a part of the LGBT community. Um, and so even if you take a lot of people's idea of Black Lives Matter or racism, systemic racism not existing, and so then you've only got the issue of, um, hetero, or of homophobia, I almost said heterophobia, (laughs) you've only got this issue of homophobia and transphobia and things like that, um, And even still, I don't think I could 
really call myself a friend to somebody who says they don't believe that gay people should have the right to get married and they don't believe that trans people should have the right to alter their bodies however they need to to be able to feel like themselves or feel Mm -hmm. more like themselves um yeah it's it's things like that you know and then on the flip side also say that they want smaller government that has less to do with you know personal autonomy yeah and actions well i mean autonomy is something else apparently but (laughs) (laughs) sorry i forgot it's 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 personal autonomy that's cool but like financial autonomy no government can't have a hand in that at all. so <laughs> tell me what to do with my body not my money no it's only it's only about your body if it, it you're a woman come on mm, mm, you right you right <laughs> if you're a woman or if you don't identify as a woman yeah or if you don't conform to a heteronormative white male <laughs> agenda yeah. or lifestyle. Yeah. I think, yeah, that's, that's really hard for me to accept. And then again, we talk about like the idea of education and how that plays into it. It's just, it's, it's too much. I don't know. I don't know where we're going to go from here. I really don't. I'm so pessimistic right now. <laughs> Even it's... with this, what we would call a win, I feel so negative. I think that's fair. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I'm still, personally, I'm like I mentioned earlier, I'm like slight. I'm I'm still you know hopeful, but not in an overwhelming sense. We still have to deal with um, the effects of what Trump has done to this country, whether whether it be you know uh, EPA rollbacks or. Um, not helping this nation heal from issues of race and, and systemic racism or the violence that's been going on between police and people of color um, or this corona pandemic. Uh, <laughs> literally nothing has gotten, at least for me personally as you know an american citizen in this country nothing has gotten better under trump and i've i I do find some solace in in knowing that you know there are people that we have elected that can speak to or that can help you know soothe people's concerns um you know, saying things is one thing, but, you know, actions speak louder than words. So I'll hold my breath on that for a while. Mm -hmm. Um, But we can only go up from here. (laughs) We kind of hit rock bottom. (laughs) Uh, 
no, stop, uh, um, please, no, no. Okay, yeah, I'm not going to get into that, but please, no. I'll just say politely that I disagree with you there. We have not hit rock bottom uh, yet. Um, <laughs> but Let me be it. <laughs> I think there is something to be said in what the new administration is doing already in what they're trying to do even in spite in spite of the fact that trump hasn't conceded yet and you know they don't have access to all the things that they would otherwise have access to um they they're already meeting with people and making plans to do what they you know to do to do some of the things that they ran on which i think is is great and again really promising so for sure at the very least we've got that going for us (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah try to be a little less pessimistic on that but (laughs) yeah now we've just got got us on the ground you know having to pick up the pieces of a fractured country yeah i was gonna say not necessarily what the last four years has has done or been but like I don't know I heard it kind of or I've heard the the social climate kind of related as a um as earthquakes basically building up until you know we see cracks in the foundation of the world Mm -hmm. and I feel like that's that's basically what's going on here is that we've had this intense racism and (sighs) homophobia transphobia all these things right like and also we've had on the flip side intense um fight back against those things you know and you see that like on online you see that with celebrities and with cancel culture where it's just like you know, we've been biting each other's asses for a while now. <laughs> and it, it was it was only going to blow up to this level. And thank God it hasn't gotten worse than it has been this year yet. But um it I think it, it was a long time coming. And it, where was I even going with this? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It's life, I think, is what I was trying to say. Like, this is just a natural course of what's been happening. And again, I I can't fully blame the Trump administration for it. I think I can um, attribute the explosion of it. Like, you know, I think the issue was kind of pushed on by Trump, but it wasn't caused by Trump by any means. And Mm-hmm. yeah yeah so we've got to deal we've got to deal with with the um aftermath here on the ground like i don't want to go outside and talk to people because i live in texas and so many people too many people are just like they might be nice and sweet to me to my face but behind my back they don't believe that people that i love should be able to get married or, you know, have regular rights or the same rights as them. Um, and they don't believe that 
I'm more likely to get arrested or shot and killed by the police than their daughter. You know, things like that, that (laughs) (laughs) I've got to kind of contend with and emotionally try to wrap my head around so that I can live life like a normal human being. Um, yeah, and that's that's where I think I need to go from here. Just acknowledging that there are probably a shit ton of racist and homophobic and transphobic people out there that I'm going to have to talk to. You can't win them all, right? Yeah, well, you know. We should. We should be able to win them all, (laughs) especially on this. But, uh... Unfortunately. Yeah. Yeah. Let's not even get into that. I think I'm too tired. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So... As many of our listeners probably know, well, all of you out there, all three of you, um, (laughs) we have started sharing native-owned businesses at the end of our episodes. Um, We're going to do this all through the end of the month, and I think we're going to start with Patrick. Patrick, do you have one? Did you find I do. One? Yes. Cool. Yes, do I it. did. Um, just to uh, preface this, I am going to butcher the name, and I apologize. Um, but uh, what I found um, is called Kutzen Maid. Um, they are an apothecary um so they have a lot of like soy wax candles um uh organic hand washes uh vegan lip balms uh fragrances um and stickers of course to help you know cement their brand uh, which is really cool um but the founder behind it all uh, her name is Ariana, um, and she uh, operates the company out of um, Albuquerque, New Mexico, uh, on the territory of the Pueblo people. Um, but uh, she uh, came from a small tribal village uh, called uh, Swinomish in Washington. So she's, uh, you know, she's, she's definitely tied to the native tribe. Uh, and it's just a really gorgeous, gorgeously presented, um, business that she set up for herself. Um, they are on Instagram as well. Um, let's see if I can open up this link here real quick. Uh, yeah, she's on Instagram as well. Um, and we will have, yeah, we'll have the links set up, um, 
we'll have the link set up for for this, right? Sorry. <laughs> um, but yeah. Um, a lot of her stuff is sold out at the moment. Um, I'm sure she'll get more back in stock. Um, and I'm sure a lot of, you know, indigenous people or yeah, native owned businesses have been pretty popular this year. So, um, but she do has some stuff that, you know, that's still in stock. So feel free to check that out. Um, or, you know, give them a quick message, send her a quick message. Um, and see if you find something you like it that's out of stock that could maybe get refilled later. Yeah, uh, remember it's COVID season, so I think a lot of, especially um, privately owned businesses, are kind of trying to work around that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, that sounds really cool. Yeah, it's always a need for soaps and things. Mm-hmm. Self care products and such. This year is the year for it. Yeah. Right. Get your skin in order. We've got a little bit of, of time. And also need because, you know, we need that mental health <laughs> and that self-care. But, yeah. Okay. So, I have... I've got a business here. I've got one. How do you... Um, so the business I wanted to share with you guys is called Medicine Warrior Apparel. Um, they sell high quality functional workout or athletic um, clothing, athletic wear. Um, and originally they were founded to um, provide clothing for or clothing to be worn under your regalia during powwows, which if you guys don't know, because I didn't know and I had to look this up, um, it's a joining of Native Americans from like various backgrounds and, and tribes and cultures um, to just kind of come together and dance and sing and and connect basically and share, you know, their cultures and their histories. Um, but yeah, so um, it was originally for that, but now they're kind of branching out and they want to service or to serve basically anybody um, with this notion that mental and physical wellness matters. And also with the notion of trying to share some of their stories and their cultures um, so if you guys want to look them up online, again, it's Medicine Warrior Apparel. Um, the outfits look really cool. And again, I've from the reviews, it's really high quality and really like stretchy. So you can, you've got good mobility. Um, and right now they've got a 20% sale going for Native American Heritage Month. So, you know, stop by before November ends and get you guys some workout gear okay i guess that leaves me um the person i'm doing 
this week is an influencer and uh, I believe performer and you can find her on Instagram her name is Tia Wood and she also has a TikTok I don't know if any of our listeners do TikTok I do not but um, I know there are plenty of people who do so um, you can find her there and she just posts um lots of like lovely stuff about I think just sharing her culture and um you know letting you see that I guess her perspective on um her indigenous heritage and it's just really awesome I shared with you guys some of her videos and it just showed her getting you know dressed up in their um traditional garbs and everything and it was just really beautiful the colors are gorgeous and just to see that and get to like take part in that was really awesome and to see her be so proud of her indigenous heritage so follow her um it's tia tia and then m-i-s-c-i-h-k on instagram and yeah check her out yeah i really enjoyed i mean what what little I saw from what you shared with me it was it was um, beautiful and it was also very uplifting and I think it's something that I really enjoy seeing as somebody who I don't want to say doesn't have a culture but like you know <laughs> under better circumstance better circumstances might have had a culture that I had roots in in such a way and so I love I love seeing in general I love seeing cultures like that celebrated yes. and, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. just shown you know and embraced especially when you think about like what Native Americans in particular have been through um, it's really awesome to see how they're growing to embrace and learn more about their their cultures when it might have been lost to them yep Agreed 100%. And I appreciate the people that take the time to do like the educational videos or to share about their culture because, again, it's not something that they have to do. And I know it can be, you know, kind of like taxing, I guess, because people cannot be very receptive or they cannot know and um, kind of gloss over your history. But when these people come forward and share like their cultural heritage and their pasts and just these different aspects, it's really awesome for me. I love learning about it. I love seeing people really taking pride in who they are. And so, yeah. Yeah. Agreed. Yep. Um, and I think it does a lot of good for, you know, other other natives like them who might not have that kind of connection or that kind of knowledge about their roots, too. So, again, all around, it's just, it's a gorgeous, gorgeous effort. <laughs> but okay, um, that's it for today's episode. I want to thank all of you for tuning in and listening to us rant about the world and about life um it's been a hard year we've still got another month and a half to go so hang in there <laughs> we've got this um, we've got this yeah i'm gonna tell myself that every day I wake up in the morning look at myself in the mirror and just be like you got this mm-hmm. Thanks, man. Uh, yeah <laughs> 
but yeah thank you all for tuning in we hope you enjoyed that you you know got some got some thinking done got some gears turning um let us know if you have any businesses you want us to share or any ideas you want us to discuss and we will see you all next week bye